0: shit these are real life svu episodes yeah yeah they are yeah and don't listen if you don't want you fucking prick jeez <laughs> <laughs> welcome to svu pod especially heinous i'm tasha i'm gabe we are back with our friend shelly she's in her second portion of the intermish no mini last week we talked about harvey glattman the rat man rat the face Scat man. no no <laughs> No, beepapupurup no, no. fuck that guy Scouts who fucked the guy so so if you haven't listened to that one yet please go back listen to that first and then listen to this continuation to make it all make sense because you need every piece of the puzzle. Yeah, this shit gets wild. For sure.
1: All right, so now we're jumping back. We ended Harvey Glattman in 1958 or 59 when they execute him. And now we're jumping back a couple years to April 8, 1954. We're in Boulder, Colorado. There are two freshmen in college taking a stroll through Boulder Creek and they find the naked body of a dead female. This is, again, 50s, no cell phones. So they book it back to the cop shop to tell everybody and nobody believes them. So they're like, (gasps) Like, hey, guys, there's a dead lady out here. Why would you not believe that? I don't know. But so they have to actually convince these cops to be like, okay. So they go check it out. And sure enough, they do find the remains. They bring the coroner out with them. uh, The remains of a young blonde girl between the ages of 17 and 20. So the coroner thinks that the young woman was definitely alive when she was thrown from the Cannon Road down the embankment. And although some of the broken bones could have resulted from the fall down the embankment of jagged rocks, it was indisputable that she had been badly beaten with likely a blunt, broad weapon beforehand. The female had multiple abrasions, a skull fracture behind the right ear, a massive fracture circled the back of her head, fractured Mm. left jaw and collarbone. Her first through fourth ribs on the left side were all fractured and there was a compound fracture to her left arm. She also had serious internal injuries and the coroner and the detectives were unable to determine if she had been raped. But they did believe that she- Unable to determine? Yeah. They believed that she died from exposure from being out in the elements. Oh I believe she was thrown over the edge, down the rocks, and that she laid there and, and died. The young victim became known as the Boulder Jane Doe. Jane Doe's clothing was not found in the area. The detective on the case stated that the killer carefully stripped the victim of all clothing and jewelry in an obvious attempt to hide her identity. The road that it's on is called Cannon Road, and back then it wasn't a very highly traveled road. It's super busy now, but back then it wasn't. And if you can kind of imagine... If if you've ever driven, Gabe, I know that you lived in Colorado, but yeah. if you've ever driven through some of those states that have some bluffs and jagged mm, rocks, mm-hmm. they have like, it's the road that's paved, but then there's usually like five feet or so, or sometimes even less of mm-hmm. just like this weird gravel kind of trail that follows the road. So that if you swerve off the road a little bit, you don't just swerve right off the cliff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then over right after that little trailish area, it's just jagged rocks straight down yeah. an embankment and then below there is a creek bed so she was found in the creek bed if you were driving by in your car there's no way you would have seen her down there and the college students had just like everybody else on the planet you hear it every single time when they first saw her thought she was a mannequin yeah yeah Yeah. um so they only find a couple drops of blood on the rock that she was laying on but there's none on the road and there's none on the rocks going down the embankment Jeez, what? the detectives are you know certain that she was thrown over that edge they speculated that she had been lying on that creek bed for about a week. Oh Um, my god. I have tons of questions about that. Like that is the, the time frame of how long she was there has been something that I've questioned forever. It had warmed up, uh, pretty close to that time when she was found. But before that it was Colorado, it was colder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, also forensics just from the last five to 10 years, we know like way more than we did before. And this was in the fifties. So I have never really considered their pinpointing her time of death to be accurate. I don't know how long she was down there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she could have been there longer, potentially shorter. Right. Oh, you're
0: saying because the cold can preserve a little bit better? Because
1: the cold can preserve, and then also just, you know, what did they know about forensics and death at that time? Mm -hmm. And what kind of bodies were they studying, too? Because from what I've read, and again, I'm not an expert, but if you die from an illness or there's something wrong with you, like a cancer, your body can decompose quicker than that Mm -hmm. of a healthy body. And A, we know that they weren't doing autopsies and really studying women's bodies until... I don't know, the 60s or 70s, mm-hmm. like they just weren't doing like anything yesterday. with, yeah, <laughs> with women. So, you know, were they ever doing any sort of science with younger people? How is bodies? equality a debate? Yeah. Sorry,
0: sorry. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, for
1: real, I just, I don't know. I've never trusted that time frame, right. is what right. I'm saying. Here. Do
0: you personally think it was longer or shorter? Because in my mind, I'd be like, two days tops.
1: I don't know. I just don't think it was like because they say it's either three to five or like seven days to ten days. They also say that there were a lot of people that were out in that area the weekend before, and so they think somebody would have seen her. But I mean, those two college students said they almost didn't look at her because they thought, oh, it must be a mannequin, and they just kept walking. And then they were like, well, maybe we should check this out. So yeah. you know, how many people were walking around and thought it was trash or there was you know who knows? Yeah, and. Mm. She was out there long enough that there had been some scavenger activities on yeah. her. So, you know, I think that probably also makes it hard to determine. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's always been a part of me that has wondered, you know, she was in a creek bed. Was she ever submerged in water? You know, like had it rained? Had it snowed? Was she under snow for a while? And so that preserved her and she yeah. was there longer. Mm-hmm. Did you know- she
0: drink the water? Because I mean, if she didn't have water, it's three days at the most. Yeah. You know?
1: So when was it? So nobody really knows. Um, For sure. But they know that there's only a couple drops of blood, like I said, underneath her. But there's none on the rocks. They just really believe she was thrown over the edge. They think she's been there for about a week. And then everyone immediately starts speculating that this victim could be Catherine Dyer, who's 24, or Nancy Ann, who's 18. Both of them had been reported missing from Boulder. I think it's important to point out that, like, in the first days after she was found, people started speculating that she was Catherine Dyer. Like, that's that's a, a constant through this story. So the newspapers just go batshit wild. There's tons of articles speculating who this young woman might be. And reading those articles, it's obvious how much the town of Boulder cared for this young victim. The like two newspapers in Boulder at the time just kept posting these articles about her. Who could she be? Everybody's looking for her. The townspeople start forming these search parties to volunteer their time and search the area for clothing or find anything that might belong to her. Like Boulder really jumped into action, right? Right away, mm-hmm. I think a lot of it was the description of her too. Let's just be honest here about the times and the fact that, you know, she was described as having either blonde or strawberry blonde hair. And they thought that she was about 100 pounds and mm-hmm. five feet to five feet three aged anywhere from 17 to 20. So this beautiful young woman, and they did put in some of the articles like it was obvious that she was very feminine and well cared for and taken, you know, care yeah. of and that she had been beautiful. And so I think that probably played a part into it, but not completely. I, I do think that the town of Boulder really did think who is this young girl and how is she missing and how does nobody know who she is? How can we help her? Yeah. And help her family. Through this time and all those articles being posted, a uh, family sends a check to the Denver Post with a note saying, here's $12. That's what we can afford to give. We don't want her to be buried in a pauper's grave. Like We want her to have an actual funeral, so let's start some sort of a fundraiser or a donation so that we can give this young lady an actual funeral Boulder of course is like fuck yeah dude let's do this Mm -hmm. so people start sending in money left and right different organizations and businesses in Boulder were like you know what? we'll take care of the coffin we'll take care of the headstone like three different florists sent massive amounts of flowers Mm -hmm. and then on April 22nd 1954 they have a funeral for her I just want to read something that was in an article from the Denver Post because I think it shows how much they cared. Just the imagery of this article too showed how mm. much they cared for this young girl. It said, An organ played softly in the chapel and a few women wept. Six pallbearers from the mortuary carried the casket with its frail burden to the hearse. Mm. They were George Howe, County Coroner, Norman Howe, Francis Gilmore, Charles Walker, Harry Arnold, and Charles Timberlake. I am the resurrection and the life intoned Father Fife as he stood at the head of the grave in the hillside cemetery. Deliver us from the hand of the enemy, except this the soul of thy servant. May she escape the justice of vengeance. Somewhere out across the quiet college town, a bell tolled mournfully. Not far from the cemetery babbled the creek beside whose waters the girl's body was found. The mourners, some of them, had come out of idle curiosity and some in charity for the girl who had no one to grieve for her, left the cemetery. A worker filled the grave and the earth closed perhaps forever on the mystery of the girl with the strawberry blonde hair and her killer her tombstone read Jane Doe April 1954 age about 20 years so like I just can't say enough how much Boulder like really went above and beyond for some stranger Mm -hmm. that had been murdered and they do the same thing for the next 50 years so there's still articles about it it still pops up once in a while Boulder cares some of it of course is sensationalized because at this point people know that Glattman had lived in Boulder at the same time and they knew that Glattman had moved to California to become a serial killer Mm -hmm. and he'd been executed so of course those two were linked and people started wondering was this young woman a victim of Glattman they also keep wondering if the victim is Catherine Dyer since she had disappeared about two weeks before Jane Doe was found Mm -hmm. and so everybody speculated that they were the same person a little side note about Boulder and something creepy that they do and I'm sorry because I know this will offend some people in Boulder but I just have to say how creepy it is they have this this event called meet the spirits where they have people either actors or actresses or volunteers i don't know dress up as historical people that have died hmm. and in boulder yeah like john Bonet. i don't know if they would do john benet that seems like oh. way fucked up but they do it in the cemetery and then you take a tour so you like walk through the cemetery and they're like standing on the grave of the person they're pretending to be and uh. they like tell you their little story about what they did and like why they're dead. I just think it's the creepiest thing I have ever. I've never
0: heard that. Holy yeah. Shit.
1: So it's a thing. It's called uh Meet the Spirits, and a local historian and author named Sylvia Petham gets involved in the case. She goes to a Meet the Spirits thing and she meets the Boulder
0: Jane Doe actress, I guess. And... Can I just say that I don't find it creepy at all? Really? I would totally go to that. Yeah. I think it's weird. And also I think it's weird that you were like, oh, like John Bonet? Like your first person was. <laughs> was like the most heartbreaking child murder <laughs> well that's the only other person i know that was murdered in boulder <laughs> anyway i so. thought she was from denver no no boulder. boulder oh okay actually the that's the
1: cemetery where this takes place is just like right around the corner from the john benet house so a local author sylvia Petham uh, she gets super interested in this Boulder Jane Doe. And so she goes to the sheriff's office and she's like, look, you should reopen this. And they're like, okay, I guess we will. She says she wants this body exhumed. She wants to take DNA. The sheriff's office is like, hey, we'll think about it, but we're not paying for it. So Sylvia petham starts a fundraiser. And again, um, the Boulder residents were like, yep, here we are. We're going to do this. So What year
0: was this happening?
1: This was in like 2004. Oh, okay. So they were supportive of the the effort. She's writing a book about the Boulder Jane Doe, so she's also working really hard to make sure that this Boulder Jane Doe person isn't forgotten while she raises these funds. They raise a bunch of donations, and then there's also people that just are willing to support in any way they can. So, like for example, people were writing in to the newspapers and saying why they supported this or what they thought should be done. Some dude named Alan Cass wrote a letter in the Boulder Daily Camera stating his appreciation for the efforts and highlighted that Boulder had the opportunity. Again Again, to honor the memory of this young woman. So, this is like 50 years later, you guys. Mm-hmm. And Boulder's still like, what can we do for this woman? But not everyone. And I had to include this because I thought it was just hilarious, especially in hindsight. And I love the. Oh, internet. this whole
0: story's a riot. Yeah, sorry.
1: <laughs> uh, but. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's some dude named John Chester writes this long and I mean it is long piece in the Rocky Mountain News and he's like I don't think we should exhume this person why are we exhuming this person we shouldn't exhume her we should let her rest forever we know we're never gonna find out who murdered her we're never gonna find her identity don't waste your time don't waste your money he also mentioned somebody else who'd been exhumed in the same sort of situation he's like we'll never figure out who that person was are like bro
0: DNA yeah 2004 also so like you know we don't like, think up. it was you right so <laughs> yeah fuck off well
1: like- that was my thing when i read it i was like excuse me sir what the fuck do you care like right. why is this such a big like you took the time to write an article about why you care if somebody else donates money to exhume somebody why like- is this the hill you're dying on yeah. yeah 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 for sure uh during this time too Catherine dyer's name starts popping up again so remember she right away they thought like maybe it's this katherine dyer mm-hmm. chick and now her name's popping up even more so homegirl sylvia paddam gets it done she raises the money and she raises it quick. So from uh, February of 2004 and then in June 2004, they do the exhumation, which I don't know if you guys know or not, but like getting anything done that like requires exhumation or like legal anything takes years. And she just, she got it done. I know
0: so little about exhumation that Mm -hmm. that was the first time I heard the word exhumation. Same, (laughs) same, same. So it was supposed to take a couple hours. It ends up taking several days
1: in the rain. So the casket had actually caved in mm. um, and it turned into an archaeological dig. Backtrack all the way back to like 1954 when Jane Doe was found. Mm-hmm. The coroner was like, you know what? Nobody's claimed her, but we're going to put her actually, instead of just putting her in our coffin, we're going to put her in this protective bag just in case somebody wants to exhume her in the next two years. Oh, and, wow. and so this dude like thought ahead and put her in some sort of protective bag, which really made a difference then years Holy later. I'm oh, surprised wow. they thought
0: that shit in like for real so what do they want an exhumer for dna no not then yeah yeah. i'm
1: sure they thought in case you know for identification purposes sure yeah so again boulder steps up to that humanitarian plate the funds for that exhumation were donated the labor was donated by Chris mortuary members from the vidoc society which is a super rad group of experts who work for free on stuff offered their time to come in and help Mm -hmm. and even like hotels like a local hotel in boulder boulder gave the rooms out for free to the people who were flying in to help with this exhumation it's like boulder was nuts over this yeah so they do an archaeological dig essentially they get her out the examination of jane doe results in mostly the same findings from the original autopsy the only new information immediately noticed from jane doe's body was that she had a fracture in her right patella and then everyone all of a sudden believes jane doe was struck by a vehicle so not an expert here not an expert at all All, but I don't know how someone decided that this meant that she had been struck by a vehicle. Uh Like, wouldn't there have been evidence on the side of the road if there had been an accident, like on top of that cliff on Cannon Road, or if the accident had happened somewhere else? I can't see a person running someone over, first of all, if they're naked or not naked, but like, let's say you run someone over and you don't want to get caught. Don't you just drive away? Yeah. Like, why would you pick that person up and like throw her in your car and then drive eight miles out of town and chucker over the side of a cliff. Yeah. None of it really makes sense. But from that point on, that's what people start thinking is that this Boulder Jane Doe was hit by a car. DNA because is taken. of her knee? Yeah, because a bone was broken in her leg. and That doesn't even... I do know that like Sylvia petham that author, and other people went to like a museum where there were cars from that time frame and like measured the bumper of a car and then approximated how it would hit her on that height. I question that only because if you've seen somebody get hit by a car, like if... And I'm not talking like five miles an hour where they're like, bump. Yeah like if you see an actual car accident people go flying yeah. yeah so if she got hit and she flew over the edge into the canyon was she naked running right for that to happen then wouldn't there be evidence on someone's car that that happened wouldn't there be broken glass on the side of the road right. would there be blood wouldn't out there, there be something yeah. going on and there wasn't enough blood where she was found for her to have blood out there right yeah. so it just doesn't make sense to me and then the other alternative right is that maybe you know maybe it was was glattman and he had kidnapped her and had her you know naked and she ran away and he ran her over with a car why would he not just leave her there like if you have a naked person running from you and you run her over with a car just keep driving why would you throw her in your car and then drive out into the middle of nowhere and dump her i think the fact that she was completely naked like the detectives had originally speculated was because it was somebody that knew her
0: which is like 95 percent of all yeah right is the most
1: common so they also take dna at this point and they do a reconstruction of Jane Doe's face that reconstruction is publicized but nobody really recognizes her they're still thinking of Catherine Dyer in 2008 when they rebury Jane Doe people were so certain that it was Catherine Dyer they actually wanted to put it on the tombstone Mm -hmm. and they were legally not able to because they couldn't match DNA saying that it was Catherine dyer so also at the same time sylvia pedham is writing this book so both that book and jane doe are being highly publicized like Mm -hmm. it's in the media it's everywhere and then comes this article on august 20th 2009 and it's my favorite article title of all time killed woman in u.s living in australia Mm. a woman in australia who's elderly and was like in some sort of a nursing home where she had help in her house, I don't know which. Her aide comes across this ID card or something that says Catherine Dyer. <gasps> And so she Googles, because it's 2009, Google's a thing. She Googles Catherine Dyer and finds out that Catherine Dyer is this woman missing <gasps> from Boulder, Colorado. Whoa. And Catherine Dyer is this woman that's elderly living in this home.
0: Oh, my God. So back to square one. Who is
1: she? Who the fuck is Boulder, Jane Doe?
0: Right, yeah. but who's Catherine Dyer? Did she just like, was she like, fuck she, my life? Yeah, she was like, fuck this place. I'm and, out. So and, she booked
1: it to Australia and had herself a family and lived what I'm assuming in my head a merry life outside of the United States, expat style. Just oh, done. Wow. Yeah. But sh- did she change her name though? Yeah. 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 Oh, her okay. Name that's way totally right. different. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah. Okay. Bonkers. So now
0: who is she? Everybody's back at square one. Yeah. Who's Jane Doe? Who's Jane Doe? I don't know. Dot 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 to be continued. And how does this all tie into Shelley? You'll find out. On the, next <laughs> <laughs> on the next episode of SVU Pod, especially heinous, intermish. No. Yes. We're going to wrap it up next time with Shelly. Shelly. <laughs> Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. We're at SVU Pod. Join our Facebook group and like our page, SVU Pod, on Facebook. Email us at SVUpod at gmail.com or just go to our website where all of these things are linked. That's SVU pod, especially heinous.com. Love you, bye. Love you, bye. Oh, we should have ordered like five pizzas. <laughs> Shut up, you beautiful bitch. Ugh, ew. you stupid, dumb, beautiful bitch. <laughs>